0: Everybody, this is Joel Pullion with another episode of the First and Fifteenth podcast. Um, if this is your first time listening, the first comes from the first amendment, which is the right to free speech, and the fifteenth comes from the fifteenth amendment, which is the right to vote. And uh we're just gonna dive right into what we were gonna talk about today, which is next year's election. It's not just the presidential election, but you know, up and down the ballot. And I, I think people need to realize that it's going to be a rematch unless something you know, off the wall happens something we can't foresee, and I guess that could still happen. It's going to be Trump versus Biden, even with all the legal issues with Trump, and even with all the you know uh, dissatisfaction from Democrats with Biden. It's going to be those two facing off against each other. And uh, I was actually looking at a Quinnipiac poll the other day, and they were practically tied. Um, I think it was Biden's win in 47-46 When it's just head to head And then when you added Robert Kennedy Jr That's when things got You know a little tricky Biden still had a lead But again it was very slim But Robert Kennedy I believe had 22% Yeah I know 22% and I, I just want to say this Like I think people get caught up in the name of Robert Kennedy um, He's not fit to do anything uh, But You know that's the reality we live in and so, uh, it is what it is at this point um is that he he's going to play spoiler for somebody um but I think the real concerning thing a one thing is that Robert Kennedy was the leading vote getter for young people, and uh again, I don't know if that that stays that way and and Robert Kennedy, I think more people know about him they'll they'll probably be turned off by him, but it shows that people are dissatisfied, you know and and for Democrats. Young people are supposed to be your bread and butter, and uh, for them, I think in the Quinnipiac poll, when it came to just Biden's approval, uh, only twenty five percent of voters younger than thirty five uh, approve of what he's doing. You can't win like that. I don't. I don't care if if the, they'll mostly overall go vote for you when it comes to election time. You can't. A lot of those people will just stay home, and I think that's the concern. Uh, I'm looking at the poll right now. Uh, 80% approval from Democrats. That's not good. 62% approval from black voters. And, and this is where I want to stick at right now. I, I'm, I'm trying to warn Democrats. Like I've said it for, for two years now. You are not just going to get black people to just show up and vote for you just because you're a Democrat. That, that era is past, it's gone. You're not Barack Obama. You don't have the clout with black people like that. No one in the party, in that party, has any clout with black people like Barack Obama did. Like in 08, where pe- people were just like, man, I'm voting for him. It, it, times are different now. Only 62% approval from black people. Black people are your foundation. And for you to not, I, I, I'm going to be honest, it might be even lower than that. And I'm not trying to like pile on, but I'm being honest here. Like, i am I'm, I'm sorry. I was looking at this um CNN story, right? Um it was a story on black voters in Milwaukee. and man, it was not receptive at all. I mean, <laughs> it I mean, it was right there. you can watch it uh they 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 asked a guy who was actually like, I think he was on a team that organized citizens, and even when they asked him, like, hey, are you gonna vote for Trump or Biden? He was like, uh, and I'm like, golly! Lee, like, ah, dog, man, I, I don't know what you do with that. Um, even a guy who uh, they asked another guy, and he said, well, if you you know, if you go into the barber shops, if you go into these places, uh, there's just not a lot of enthusiasm, and that it's not that black people will go, you know, brother's not gonna just, like go vote for Trump like in big numbers or anything like that, but a lot of people will stay home. You know, a, a a lady who who was gung ho for Joe Biden, she was like, you know, four years later, she's wondering, okay, what what have we gotten out of it? And I think that's the that's the issue you have, right? It's just apathy. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, even myself. Well, I'm always a hopeful person, and I'm gonna always go vote. I'm I'm being transparent in the sense of of I, I do feel that it's been a disappointment thus far. While there have been good moments, you know, I'm not going to paint the whole, you know, administration as, oh, inept and all. I'm not saying that, but it's been a disappointment. And and in these past few months, it's really been a disappointment, Uh, whether it was um, with the border wall, whether even now with their response to, to Israel bombing Gaza, I just feel like they've been underwhelming you know i'm i'm a i'm a detour a little bit i i do feel like presidencies are all about opportunity in the moment that you're in that's leadership in general and only a few times do you get an opportunity to shift this nation right uh you know whether it's like lincoln or fdr you only get a few times where you can shift the paradigm of a whole country and i felt like these 4 years while he didn't have the numbers i thought joe biden could have changed just in tone uh he could have changed the paradigm of this country, the way we thought about things. I thought he's been underwhelming when it comes to talking about police brutality, when it comes to talking about voting rights. I feel like for the things that he wants, he'll make speeches all day. But for issues that affect black people, I felt like he's just thrown his hands in the air. It's like, well, I don't have the votes. Well, there have been times people didn't have the votes, but they used the bully pulpit. For example, you know the big example is l b j you know Lyndon Johnson, after Kennedy's death, he makes a speech in front of Congress uh you know, he says, "You know we shall overcome, and all this these things what he what he does is that he tries to shift the national attention towards these issues right he He shifts the consciousness of a nation i mean obviously it's the people like King and those on the ground, the diane nashs who 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 are the for, at the forefront they're the ones who do it but I'm saying like what he does is that he shifts the, even the conscience of, of Congress itself you know Kennedy does it the night that Megar Evers is assassinated just a few hours before Kennedy makes the speech on civil rights it takes those things but you have to be consistent with it my thing with with Joe Biden is that okay you said great stuff at the beginning but you can't say hey we're gonna change the world George Floyd for George Floyd and then for your State of the Union, you say, hey, we're going to fund police. And then just leave. I think they said something on George Floyd's 50th birthday a few weeks ago. And that was it. And they just left it alone. It doesn't work like that. It can't like black people are not dumb. They're not stupid. Um, even when it comes to voting rights, you made a speech. I remember before the Georgia uh, Senate election, you made a speech about voting rights and you haven't talked about it since. It's not about do you have the numbers. It's about your commitment to stuff. Black people, we can understand if you don't have the votes to get something done, but you never talk about it means it, it, it looks like you don't care about it. Abortion rights, you know, we rightfully march for that. We rightfully, you know, uh, raise our voices about that. And But we don't have votes to to, to to codify, you know, abortion rights. We don't have the Supreme Court... uh. uh standing right now is six three conservative we don't have the judges to overturn that ruling but but what does joe biden do what do democrats do they're on front and center talking about abortion rights and all these things okay so why can't we have this energy for every other issue that affects black people and that is what black people are wondering and i'm trying to get through to democrats black people's patience is very thin i think a lot of white america gets it twisted 2020 was not a thing of where black people were like hey this is a new season my god we'll walk hand in hand and we're ready for this long fight no that was the last straw for a lot of black people as in if we don't nail it now we're not gonna do it And, and and i've talked about this before a lot of that that like hey we're with you solidarity from from politicians to businesses to your neighbors to family members to friends they're gone they, they don't want nothing to do with us now. And, you know, and as a result, a lot of black people have lost heart that we can ever get anything done. I, I, I saw politicians kneeling with, with Kente Claw and thought it was stupid then because what does that do for us? Symbolism doesn't do anything for us. Like, you can't, I'll put it like this, how, 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 I'm glad there's a Juneteenth, you know, I'm glad Juneteenth is a federal holiday. That's great, but black people did not ask for that. You can't at one end say like, hey, we want to celebrate Juneteenth, but you do nothing about reparations. Not even in Tulsa, they've done nothing for uh, for, for the, the few survivors that are still left. You can't say, oh, we care about Juneteenth, but you do nothing about police brutality. We are not stupid, black people are not stupid and here's the thing i I'm going to vote because I, I I always believe in voting, but I am warning you that black people will sit at home next year if you do not change what you are doing like i'm I'm always going to be honest with people. I remember speaking with my cousins uh my family a few weeks ago, and we were talking about uh uh a whole range of issues uh from from workers' rights to to clean energy to what's been happening with with the, the speaker of the house all these things but what i got my cousin she said you know i don't even know if i'm gonna vote and and i'm gonna say something we have to stop attacking people especially black people who say they don't know if they're gonna vote because y'all there's a reason black people like when they're not dumb black people are struggling they don't see things changing L- let me take you let me give you a little history lesson in, in 1876, right, there was a presidential election. It was between uh, the Republican Rutherford B. Hayes and the Democrat Samuel Tilden. Now, you have to understand before this that Republicans, uh, it's hard to believe they were on the good side of things, right? The, you know, the party of Lincoln and Ulysses Grant, and they had occupied the South. And during that time, you have Reconstruction where free, newly free black people, they were able to, to become Congress. Uh, Men and senators, and uh, they actually had power. Uh, but what happens during that election is that Samuel Tilden, he actually has the plurality of votes. He doesn't have the, the the amount that was needed, the majority. He has plurality, which means he had the most, but not the majority. So what happens is that there's like a congressional, like Congress has to make the decision of who gets the actual majority of votes because you know they got to make a decision and so what happens is that you know Democrats they agree to actually give up the election practically and give the electoral votes needed to Rutherford B. Hayes in exchange for the Republicans leaving the South and leaving any protection for black people and it's, it's called the Compromise of 1877 you can look it up and it dooms black people in the South for for nearly a hundred years, and it leads to Jim Crow. And so, from that moment on, black people are kind of like, okay, we can't trust anybody. Like Republicans seemed cool, but the moment that they wanted power, they were like, hey, in exchange for power, we'll 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 stop protecting the black people. And so that carries. Look, that carries through bloodlines. That carries through generations. The the un just not trusting all the way political parties because what has America shown us for 400 years that they do not care about black people like that and so you have to earn that trust from people and I don't know Democrats think they are that they could just like hey we can use old tactics and not reach out to people and black people will just fall over and vote for us it's not gonna work like that I'm gonna shock you I'm gonna really shock you I worked for Joe Biden's campaign Yeah, I I worked for him in South Carolina. You know, we worked organizing, I mean, full-time organizing for the campaign. So when I critique him and the administration is not from a place of somebody who's always disliked Joe Biden or anything like that, that's not true at all. But I have been disappointed in these last uh, four years. And so I'm I'm always, I always believe in speaking out, you know, no matter who it is. And so in this case, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that I'm disappointed in the administration right now. I'll say it to his face. I'll say it to anybody. You have not done what is needed for black people. So you cannot expect black people to show up in droves for you. It is not going to work like that. And you'd be foolish to think that, hey, we could just do the old tricks and say vote blue no matter what. And people, I'm telling you, it is not going to work like that. You saw in Louisiana, if you were paying it, you know, if you saw... I mean, it wasn't a highly publicized race, so I'm not going to say if you were paying attention. But if you saw it, the numbers for black vote for the black vote in Louisiana it was awful. It was not good. Like it was very underwhelming to where I think the Republican won the district in like New Orleans. That's how little like black people really were engaged in that race and and that party, the Democratic Party in Louisiana, how little influence they have within the community. And, and that should be a warning sign of, okay, we might need to reassess how we're reaching out to black people because, hey, you're not going to win Georgia. You're not going to win Michigan with Detroit. You're not going to win Georgia with Atlanta. You're not going to win Pennsylvania without Philadelphia. You're not going to win Wisconsin without Milwaukee. And you need these states in order to win the election or that other guy will get another crack at this and he'll destroy everything. You know, I, I was even watching Roland Martin and he's, he talked about it. There has to be new strategies, like even outreaching to black men. Um, I'm going to be honest, like with sisters, don't be wrong, they haven't done enough for sisters either. But I'm saying you have a Kentaji Brown Jackson, you have surrogates, you have people. Obviously, you have Kamala Harris, you know, the vice president. So you have surrogates that can kind of engage black women. Who do you have for black men in that party? Like, that really are tapped in and people really listen to. It. And I'm not trying to be mean. There has to just be a better effort to connect with people. If I went to a barbershop right now, there isn't that enthusiasm. It's not. I'm mm. not saying that they'll vote for Trump because I don't believe that. Like, the the potential is there, but you have to outreach to them. And that just doesn't include, like, you know, HBCU surrogates or, you know, Divine non sorority and fraternity surrogates. I, 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 the black experience isn't just that. It 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 isn't just those experiences, right? If if we're not talking about you know the actual grassroots issues we care about, all the other stuff comes off as symbolic. And I hate when 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 political parties narrow down the black experiences to like, hey, if we show them a step show, you know that's good enough. And I'm not knocking stories of attorneys Like my whole family has people, you know, Phi Beta Sigma. You know, my great grandfather, Q-Dog, all these. So I'm not knocking it. What I'm saying is that that is not the majority of black people aren't in those things. The majority of black people haven't gone to an HBCU. So you're missing out on a whole large group of black people when you just narrow it down to those things. And and you don't want to come off as pandering either. It does not help some of the decisions that that they made these past few years. And I'm going to be honest, it also doesn't help when, when it comes to the economy. Black people really, it's not like their plights have changed. It's not like the wealth gap hasn't gotten any closer since the late 60s. So like, I would tell the party and the administration, like, be careful when you're, you're touting Bidenomics in the economy when everybody's not feeling that. Especially black people are not feeling it. They're not feeling that the economy is, woo, it's working for us. What you do is that it, it turns into insulting people. You go look at stuff in the store when I go shopping, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I've struggled at points in the last four years. So I'm not looking at it like, oh, I'm, I'm excited for Bidenomics. No. Now I'm going to still vote because, you know, I care about humanity and all these things. But if you're going to ask me, is the economy working for black people? No, it's not you know and and i i was thinking about uh the conflict in israel right and it it's kind of a microcosm talking about the administration's reaction uh or just a reflection of just the disappointment over the past 4 years um to see you know the administration just give a, a full support behind israel you know bombing gaza and killing innocent people that that's just like moral decay to me. Like, I have no problem with Israel defending itself, right? And what Hamas did was terrible. No one's going to argue that. But we can't support war crimes ourselves. It's like we thought we were entering into an era where, okay, you know, with us— uncovering stuff with social media and people really changing their mindsets on colonialism and racism, and all that. We thought, oh, okay, oh, there's going to be a different world where we won't, you know, the war crimes will stop and things like, and, you know, terrible foreign policy decisions. I thought we had left that behind with George Bush, but we haven't changed. Like we, we we still are making the same egregious errors that we've made for like the past hundred years in foreign policy. And And that young voter number I talked to you about earlier, 25% approval for young voters for for Joe Biden, this doesn't help. Not helping when it comes to, to, and here's, again, before I mentioned, you know, loans and, you know, student loans and all that, I realized, you know, it's not, a president doesn't have unilateral power, but again, where's the fight for people, man? Like, where is that? If I was Joe I would be out there every day speaking on these issues. And he doesn't. And it's like, the the potential is there. There are not a lot of people who go vote for Donald Trump, but they will stay home. Like, I'm warning people. People's patience, especially black people. It is wearing thin. And I'm going to say this when it comes to black people. And I, I might have talked about this before. But I always believe in honesty. I remember one time after the election, there was a Zoom call and you know okay we're going to go before this you remember when 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 day 1 when when the Biden campaign won and you know he came out there i believe it was in Delaware and he came out on the stage and said black people i owe you you know i you have my back and now i have yours we going to hold you to that and I remember a few weeks after he won, there was a Zoom call and I think they leaked the audio and he practically, when black people brought their grievances, he he was like, you know, Joe Biden's like, well, you know, you guys are not the only people, you know, the only group that I have to. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is not to take away from any other marginalized group or what they want because a whole lot of groups need help in this country. But. You said you had black people's back. Where is this energy now to where just a few weeks after you got what you wanted? It's like, okay, hey, 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 y'all, because I'm a, it's, it's, it's honesty hour. Without us black workers on your campaign, you would not have won in South Carolina. And I ain't not even saying like, like even more than me or any, like black volunteers, right? Uh, black voters showing up people who who, who who put stuff down to help you and then that's how you repay, repay black people this next year you should be and, and, and not just because of, 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 of the political gains you get from supporting black people but morally after how we built this country and how we put you in office the effort you have shown thus far towards black issues and the bully pulpit I can't even rock. I, I, no. Nah. it hasn't been enough. Again, I'll still if it if it's Biden Trump, it's not even a question. I'll vote for Joe Biden. But I am I'm gonna say it again. There are a lot of black people who have just given up on the system in general, and that's how people like Trump win. And, and, and so I am I am calling on the Democratic Party to make an effort. Not and and you can't come every four years to get people to vote that's done with you have to make investments in communities you have to send surrogates out and actually empower them to say something like i just think the whole thing needs remodeling i'm just being honest with you i remember working voter protection in south carolina and they you know I, i i remember one time i was like hey you know we should make some messaging for black people you know just uh just for our group individually, right? Because the history of South Carolina and black people, it ain't good. Especially when it comes to voter suppression. I remember getting from the top like, hey, let's not do that. And me being like, wow, that's crazy. Like, how are you supposed to win if people don't feel like you're reaching out to them specifically? And, and so just stuff like that, I just hate about politics. I just hate it. And and and, and I, I feel like you reap what you sow if you don't. That's just the law. And, and what you can't do is that when people feel that you've kind of fallen back from them and you don't have their back anymore, they're not going to have your back. Those are just the rules. And I'm sorry, like right now, black people are just not feeling it. There's still time to change it, and I hope that he does change it. I hope the Democratic Party does change it because I do not want Donald Trump to get another four years. That would be awful for America. But I am warning again, you need to change course of what you're doing. It is not working. A rule of thumb in politics, especially for incumbents, is that your base matters, right? when especially it's between two known entities this is not like when Joe Biden was running against Trump Trump was the known entity and and Joe Biden wasn't now we have from I think the second time in in history uh, second or third time we have two people who've been president running against each other and so you're known so that 47, 46 probably won't change so what do you need? you need your base black people your foundation black people black women and black men you need them you need Latinos you need young people can't win without young people so I'm, I'm looking at it I'm like if you think that like the working class white people are going to deliver you an election numbers say that's just not probably, that's not going to happen so you need your base and the best thing to do with your base is, is not to, to tell them that everything's okay when it's not it's not to gaslight them Is to actually listen to them and make an effort to, you know, maybe change course. So uh, I'm sorry if I sound frustrated, but I just feel like, you know, at this point, I'm going to speak my piece. I feel like a lot more on behalf of my community. It's not even just for me. On behalf of my whole community, the frustration that we have and uh, that the administration, the party, they need to do better. They need to do better. And for the black people within the party, you know, and I'm not saying that they're not push, please push, if 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 you're not, please push the administration and the party to do better when it comes to our community, you know, and the, and, uh, and I'm asking that, like, sincerely, um, and so with that, I thank you for listening, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I'm not trying to, to, to alarm people or anything like that, well, I guess I am trying to alarm people, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm being realistic, because that's the only way, you know, that, you can make progress is understanding where you're at in the moment um so with that um again thank you for listening if you want to talk you know you can follow me on social media J-O-E-L Joel you know underscore Pulliam on you know Twitter Instagram (laughs) threads I don't thread as much but threads um even uh TikTok uh (laughs) I I told myself I never would but you know TikTok it's cool with getting a message out um please subscribe to this podcast. We're trying to reach as many people as possible, just trying to, you know, shift discourse, you know, uh just change the way we see things. Um and if I could do my small part, that's great. So please, you know, subscribe and share with people you think would would, you know, like to hear it. If you could share it with people in the Democratic Party, you know. Uh that'd be great too. Uh and so with that being said, Um, I'm going to leave you with this, what I always say, there's nothing wrong with being upset because passion only means one thing, that you're still alive. God bless.